Hello everybody, this is Salty, and this is nobody. I'm by myself. I'm on my own for this one. Spice is otherwise engaged, so I'm sitting here in my big comfy green chair here in the man cave. I'm in a man cave. That's right. I'm in a man cave, and we're going to do a brief podcast today about something that, uh, I enjoy it. I think a lot of you will probably enjoy uh, if you if you read it. We're talk, going to talk a little bit about some of the more interesting prepper fiction that's out there. Now, there's a lot of things that could be considered prepper fiction, but I'm going to mostly stay away from like the zombie stuff, just simply because one, it doesn't really interest me all that month much, and two, I find it uh, it's it's all pretty wrote. It's all pretty one-dimensional, in my humble opinion. I've read some of it. Eh, it, it just doesn't do anything for me. So I'm going to stick more towards the uh, collapse-style fiction, the dystopians, the nuclear wars, the asteroids flying in from above, that sort of stuff. So I want to talk about a few of my, my very favorite books and series. And then some of them that I have read extensively, but that I am not as big a fan of. So let's just get started. We we need to start with, I think, the quintessential 20th century prepper novel. And, well, there's basically two of them. To me, the number one prepper novel of the 20th century, as far as what started it all off, was Alas, Babylon. By Pat Frank. I love Alas Babylon. The book came out in 59. It, it, it doesn't read anything at all like a modern book. It reads like a book that came out in 1959. Bottom line, it's a, it's a book about a nuclear attack and how they deal with it in a small town in Florida. Now, we have to remember the situation in the late 50s, early 60s. This is right around the time that the Russians have just gotten the hydrogen bomb. They're uh, getting ready. We haven't got to the Cuban Missile Crisis yet, but this book was released and published and printed through the Cuban Missile Crisis, so it really hit home. Um, I'll let you go ahead, and it's a it's kind of a psychological thriller, and it, it is really a great piece of fiction. So if I were recommending somebody to, who wanted to do some reading in the prepper dystopian type world uh post apocalyptic type thing definitely start with alas babylon my second one that i'm going to talk about is also an older book i'm going to look up the ah, i'm i'm googling i can google here um it's an older book, and it is not actually my favorite book by this author. It's a post-apocalyptic uh, world uh, world ending, horrible, terrible last days of Earth kind of book uh, written in 1957. Um, basically, nuclear attack, 
it spreads. The northern hemisphere gets filled with radioactive fallout and poison, and it's our heroes are in the southern hemisphere. And as the radiation and the poison and the horrible conditions spread and keep going south and south, the book is about the people who are facing this coming towards them. I'm not going to do any spoilers in this series. I like Neville Shoot. I like some of the stuff that the man wrote. This just is not my favorite book of his. A lot of people consider this one of the great books of of prepper and dystopian history. I, you know, it's good, but it's just not really my favorite Neville Shoot book. I think my favorite Neville Shoot book is a called is a book called A Town Like Alice. It was written about 1950, and it has has very little to do with prepping per se, but it's a book that I think people who are preppers should probably get a hold of and read because it's, it's about a town in Australia and it's about doing things the right way, building community the right way. It's a very good book. There's a, another great book by Neville Shute, which is nonfiction. It's called Slide Rules. Probably my favorite book of his. It's a book about the British heavier-than-air airship program and how the state-run versus privately-run airship programs competed against each other. And it is really... Neville Shute was an engineer, okay? And he he was actually involved in the private contractor version of this. Basically, back way back in the day, when, when airships were still a thing, in the 30s, the British government had the... I believe it's R-101 and R-102. These two giant airships. One was to be constructed by the government. Government contract, government everything. The other one was to be constructed by private firms. And it was a direct competition to see which one, A, made the better airship, and B, made the airships for less money. Not surprisingly to anybody probably listening to this show, the private contractor airship was 10,000 times better than the public-funded airship, which ended up crashing in a horrible flaming wreck. Um, excellent book. It's not really a prepper book either, but again, this it, the themes kind of kind of kind of match. So, of Neville Shoots books, I would personally recommend A Town Like Alice and Slide Rule over On the Beach. But On the Beach is such a classic. And, of course, there's been a great movie made out of it, too. Uh, a 1959 film. Um, Stanley uh, Stanley Kramer was a director. It was a really a good movie. But, again, not really my all-time favorite. Another older book uh, by Larry Niven and Jerry Purnell is, is one of my all-time favorites. 
It's called Lucifer's Hammer, and it's about an asteroid. And I'm not really going to go into, again, I'm not going to go into the details of all of these books, but Lucifer's Hammer is really a well-written book. It's a book that's from the 70s, and it's a very 1970s book. But you can, it's very readable today. Um, big fan of that, big fan of that genre, and big fan of this particular book. All right. Of the more modern books, I think by far my favorite and the best that I've read of the more modern books is William Forston's One Second After. I'm telling you, folks, if you haven't read this book, just stop what you're doing. Put this down. You go to Amazon, you buy it, you buy the Kindle book, or you go on to Audible, you buy the audio book. Now, I almost always listen to my books in audio. My eyesight's not really all that great. Uh, I'm always on the road. I'm, as you can tell by all these podcasts, I'm always traveling. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. Even when I'm out riding my bicycle to help keep myself in shape or going to the gym, I've got my audio books on. So I'm a huge audio book fan. One second after, it's an EMP-based story, and I'm not going to spoil anything by saying that. Um, it's about a small town on the East Coast and how they get through the horrors of an EMP. Now, Newt Gingrich writes the foreword in this book, and uh, you know, it was actually written as part of a, part of a uh, conversation with Newt. So it's really a good book. I mean, just it reads well. Now, I will say there are sequels to the book. I'm not as big a fan of the sequels as I am to the original book. Okay, that's another one that, you know, everybody knows about One Second Abs. Probably the biggest and most well-known of the modern prepping books is a book called Patriots by James Wesley Rawls. Yeah, um, there's two ways to look at this book. One of them is a story-based textbook of many good prepping ideas, because the man does have a lot of really good prepping ideas. And just, it's kind of like writing a fiction textbook. He's got a lot of really good stuff in here. In fact, there are parts of the book that just read like lists of you need to do this, 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 this. And it really does break down into that. And then he breaks down into specifics. There's one part of part of the book that goes into like uh, DFing, which direction finding, and radio waves and how radio waves specifically, they get really technical. Um, and it gets to be, unless you're really wanting to read it, it's the kind of se s section that, frankly, you know, if I'm reading it in an actual book, you kind of skip over. You can't really do that in the audio book. You're like, okay, well, unless I specifically am setting up a radio station to do this, I really don't need this information at this point in time. But there's a lot of good stuff in there. Some of the situations he has come up are absolutely ridiculous. I mean, a lot of the FEMA stuff that he has come up, and the government is just absolutely 
barking mad ridiculous. So there's that, okay? I recommend the book because of the information he has in it, and even though I don't agree with all of it, I just just keep in mind that it's a novel, and some of the stuff is just silly. So, so it's just absolutely silly. There's another series that I like and I don't like. I actually bought all of the books in the series. I bought them on Audible. And the series is called 299 Days. It's by Glenn Tate. Uh, it's a series of, I forget exactly how many books are in the series, like eight or nine. Anyway, it's it's a really interesting series. Bottom line is the guy is is a is a prepper whose family really isn't into prepping. And it's the story of a collapse that falls down around his head. And it's not a total complete collapse. But things just keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And while I do like a lot about the stories, I find some of the characters, including the leading character, a lot, lot pretty unrealistic and in some ways reprehensible. And I don't want to—I don't want to be a spoiler, but there are some things that, about that character that I, as a head of my household type prepper just would I, I find unbelievable I find him unbelievable it's not the kind of I, I just cannot I cannot imagine treating your family that way I just it's just not something that I can wrap my head around I'm not going to really give you spoilers but but anyway so it, it's it's worth reading I think but I'll give that my caveat. I'm only going to give that a a so-so. Another series that I like. I like actually a lot better than than a lot of the rest of the books I've read is the Angry American Going Home Survival Series. I think they're pretty good. They're, it's a this is more of an on the road kind of a kind of a deal. Guy gets caught out on the road. Um, there's a whole bunch of books in this series, like a whole bunch of them. And I admit, I got about halfway through it before I stopped because there comes a point in time when it's just like, okay, yeah, I know these characters now, and none of them are dying, and you know, it's just the same people over and over and over, same quirk, same. So, you know, I bought the first, I believe I got the first four of the first five. And, yeah, it's, they were they were good. But there comes a point in time where you have to change it up and shake the, shake the tree a little bit. And I don't think he did enough. So I kind of stopped. But, again, I do recommend giving that series a try. So... Let's see, what else? The Jakarta Pandemic. It's a different kind of book. This is 
more of a obviously it's a pandemic book so it's more of a a reaction to a highly lethal virus which pops up in major cities around the world I'm not going to go into it because again this is a one that you can really spoil it really easily but I do recommend the uh, the series the Chicago uh, Pandemic and then the follow on books the first year collapse and Event Horizon uh, yeah, they're, they're good it's a good series so that's another one I recommend. You know, those are those are just a few thoughts of the one, and I'm going to go ahead, actually going to go ahead and do some reviews of these in more detail. And there's there's some others that I'm just going to touch upon here. Just going to run down my list. Stephen King's The Stand. It's not really a prepper book, but it's pretty good. Um, if you saw the TV miniseries, it's not nearly as good as the book. So, there you go. Um, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. It's not really a prepper book, but it's a book about personal responsibility and that's what Ayn Rand was all about personal responsibility so yeah it's not a it's not a bad uh, not a bad foundation for everybody to have it's a little long but yeah it's a good good book to read if you haven't read it everybody should read that book Canticle for Leibowitz Another post-apocalyptic story. Uh, this is more about, you know, the value of knowledge than it is about, you know, you don't get too much into the Rambo stuff. So it's it's a good one. I remember it. I recommend it. There's another series, a whole series. It's one of my very favorite series that pretty much nobody in the U.S. I think has seems to have heard of. But it's a very popular young adult series from Australia. And it's probably my favorite series that I've read for just pure enjoyment and fun value, even though the books can get very dark. Now, there are, it's a caveat. These are young adult books. These are, these are books designed for teenagers. But I like the genre of, of young adult, and especially when I'm out and moving around, I don't want to think a whole lot. I, I just want to be able to to listen and, and enjoy what I'm reading. And this series, um, basically, I can describe the start of this series as, as if you can imagine a book series written under the same basic, in fact, they're pretty similar, um, plot line of the movie Red Dawn. The uh, surprise invasion scenario. This is based in Australia, and the book series is called "Tomorrow When the War Began." It's by John Marsden, and it's a it's another ten book series. And then they actually have another set of series that follow a follow on series. For, I think it's three more books 
that follow characters on out as the storyline develops. But uh, the Tomorrow When the War Began series, it is like, yeah, frankly, the first part's a little like Red Dawn. But whereas Red Dawn gets to the end of that book and and says, yes, and they fought and died, and there were, you know, there's a couple of them left. Now, this actually follows the group of kids throughout the years as they are living in an invaded country. It actually follows what happens to Australia, which has been invaded by a, a country that nobody, they never actually mention who they are. I find it interesting. Um, and it also, you don't know specific, I mean, you can guess, but you don't know specifically who they are. Uh, the only other country that really stands with Australia is New Zealand because, well, they're, they're not the same country, but they're militarily linked. So it's a very interesting series and I highly recommend anybody who likes Red Dawn and likes that style of book to do tomorrow when the world began or tomorrow when the war began I'm gonna look up well i've got my computer here and net flicks.com the movie they have a movie version of this yeah it is still on netflix prime or on video on you can watch it as you go so let's see if i can here we go. we'll play play a few seconds of it i'll turn this on up about the TV. Maybe your grandmother got sick, so they left and. No, what? So they cut the phone lines? Sounds like an electrical problem. Maybe they had. No, to... they wouldn't leave Millie to. Oh, stinks. Power must be out. I'll check the generator. That, that ought to, I took my headset off and put it down there for you to listen to. That ought to give you an idea of, of the kind of, of story we're talking about. And again, they're Australian kids, so they're going to have Australian a- accents. So. so there you go. Okay, uh, I'm going to wrap it here. I just wanted to give you a few ideas of some of the things were, that I read, uh, maybe a few books you may have not have heard of. Uh, give it a try. Let me know what you think. Drop some comments. And as always, you know, if you like what you're hearing, share what you're hearing. I'm going to go ahead and make this is going to be kind of a bonus episode, so I'm just going to sneak it into the thing. But if you like what you're hearing, share it. Let everybody know, and we'll just be able to grow the podcast and we'll be able to grow the the website we don't ask for money we just ask you to pass along subscribe if you haven't already subscribed we're on itunes we're on stitcher and we appreciate everything that you do for listening to us and all right we'll catch you next time bye-bye